Journeys Group Studio. This is Taking Care of Business. Good day. This is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking Care of Business. Today is the, well, actually, this week is the first week of May. First week of May, yep. Yeah. That means a uh, third of the year is over with already. Man, that's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. First quarter coming gone. More than the first yeah, quarter. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, more than the first third quarter. Of, so. Third of the year would yeah. not be a quarter. A quarter would be a fourth of a year. Yeah, that was uh It's good to see that you're such a math prodigy considering what you do for a living. <laughs> well, I, you woke me up to do this show. I mean, I was like... <laughs> Believe taking, me, I didn't want to wake you up. <laughs> I, I know it'd be better if you were asleep. Jack, you'll to What's So what's going on with Capitol Hill? <laughs> Probably nothing good. Uh, let's see. We've got about six weeks until the government runs out of money yet again. Um how come when you and I run out of money, we can't just wave a magic wand? And- I do not know. I, I just I don't understand how if if any business ran itself the way the federal government runs itself, they would go under in a year. Well, I don't think it's a business. I think it's a crime syndicate. Yeah, and it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the um, the them preventing default. I was I was reading yesterday that one of the things that could prevent it would be Kevin McCarthy making a deal. You know, and and make giving some, um, I don't I don't I don't even know the right word, but making a deal to prevent that from happening. But the concern is that if he does that, uh, he'll be kicked out as speaker. And so the question now, it, because it would be giving up a lot of, it would be cutting the budget for a lot of things that maybe it's time to play hardball. Well, uh, but the problem is that you know he, the the big the big question is, is he willing to potentially give up his job as speaker? to prevent the government from going into default and the answer i'm going to i'm, I'm guessing is over overwhelmingly no um hmm. so I, I i don't know i mean uh this it seems like this happens every year and somehow we get through it every year so um the it's the usual riffraff and garbage well, it's kind of ironic that the show this week and next week is on oh, two so, government programs. Yeah, on two, go- <laughs> two government-funded programs. Yeah, it's um, um, so that'll be the first to go. By the ooh, way, yikes! So. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> so my name is Tommy Pate. I am a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group, and I'm George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, which is just outside of Greenville. Our phone number is two five two. Seven four six six seven eight five. Again, that's two five two seven four six six seven eight five. You can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, that's www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has a variety of financial articles that are rotating through. It has our schedule and our contact information should you uh, wish to have a meeting with us. Our location as well. It has links to YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. It has our upcoming events, which this week we're having a first self-ciphering retirement seminar in Edenton. Uh, one today and uh, half of it today and half of it nope. two days from now. Depending on when you're listening to it, it That's was either true. yesterday and tomorrow, or That's it true. could have already happened. Okay, depending it on was when you're Tuesday of this. this week and Thursday of this week. <laughs> there you go. And it's, wherever you're at, you can cipher it out yourself. It's hard to keep track of this when we're, when, we'll be, when it airs on different places, at different days in different places. <laughs> I don't even, I'm not sure why we're here, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and last but not least, uh, it has the podcast, Taking Care of Business, that you're listening to right now is archived. Well, not archived, but it's there. And so if you want to listen to it, 
Uh, you go there, it takes you to 19 different platforms, and there we are. You just pick one, and you pick your favorite one, the one that has the prettiest logo, if you don't know any of them, and you can hear our dulcet tones talking about uh, financial stuff. I was thinking melodious, but dulcet sounds better. I don't even know what that means, but it sounded good. Been. Yeah. What are we talking about today? We are talking about, <laughs> ironically enough, as a nice segue, we are talking about Social Security. Ooh, that's a very hot button issue right now. Did you know Social Security was signed into law in 1935? I didn't know that, actually. Oh. Yeah. It was, um, it was designed to be, if I remember correctly, it was truly designed to be kind of a holdover policy to help get through the Great Depression or to kind of, cut with, I guess it was on the tail end of it, to help kind of propel people and the country out of the Depression. It was really, and it was really designed to run out of money in the 60s. It, yeah. It was, it was a temporary program. Yeah. It was a bridge almost. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. It was signed in law in 1935, right? Mm -hmm. The first taxes were taken out in 1937. So what did they do for those two years? <laughs> were they paying people? I do not know. Um, and the only real big difference is in 1983, there was an amendment uh, that increased the full retirement age. Yeah. Before 1983, it was a flat 65. 65, yeah. And, uh, so, but, so, okay, it was supposed to run out in the 60s. What happened? Uh, by Pe the time people just got so uh, used to it, yeah, it got so used to it that Congress funded in perpetuity, so to speak. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it, right now there's a lot of conversation about it's going to run out of money, and here's the hard cold facts, folks. If Congress had left it alone, it would have been fine. It would have plenty of money, yep. but Congress has raided that trust fund consistently. Uh, the most recent one they took. I forgot how much Pelosi two, two or three out. billion dollars. I yeah, think for the Trump investigation, the Trump, the, the impeachment. Yeah, the, the Trump the, impeachment. that came out with nothing. So that's so, that's so why it's so running Nancy out. Nancy Pelosi took your Social Security money to fund her political vendetta against Trump. And yeah, and and Congress is the reason why it's running out of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also thought it was interesting that in 1983, as I said, they they added an amendment to increase full retirement age, and that amendment applies to those born in 1938 or later. Now. Since Social Security came into play in 1935, then they they put an amendment in 50 years later that would deal with those people that were born three years Three's after later. the act was passed. Uh, no, I mean, so that that begs the question. I mean, really, what? And I, and I'm, this is a, a true curious question. What happened for those first three years? I mean, were they? Um, was there just a fund set up to pay people and then they realized three years later that man we need to have we need to have a better way to fund this or was it just established and not pay i mean i don't i don't know that's that's a true curiosity yeah, question I don't, I don't know either yeah uh, of course a lot of the questions we people have is is it going to be around when i retire now uh, i'm 63 so i can take my social security in four roughly years. three years yeah, three years excuse me three years okay 66 and 10 months excuse me i'm sorry uh, Georgia, on the other hand, is 27. <laughs> you know, the the real irony is that I'll, I will be paying into uh, Social Security for the next however long I'm working, and it's entirely likely I won't ever get anything back out of it. Or if I do, it will be a fra it will be a fraction of what the original benefit would have been. But I will say this: those of us that are living off your taxes are most appreciative. I'm glad. Well. <laughs> Let me. I'm glad that somebody gets to live off the money that I pay into taxes because I'm certainly not. According to the most recent study, in 2034, Social Security runs out of money. Now, what that means when we say it runs out of money, 
it means that the trust fund, again, that Congress has so aptly rated so many times, is empty. Now, Social Security pays its benefits in two ways. One, the earnings off the trust fund, that's yeah, directly to plea. Because those are invested. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's that's sitting there invested, and so whatever it's earning helps pay that. And the second part, is, of course, is payroll taxes. Yeah, FICA taxes. Yep. So even if the trust fund is absolutely depleted, they still suck enough payroll taxes out of the American people to fund 77% of the program. Let me ask you this, um, and, and this is something that I'm sure you've seen, I've been seeing it. The big question along with this is that people are retiring earlier and earlier, which means there's more and more people are taking Social Security earlier, which also means they're taking it for longer Long if they take it earlier. Yep. How do you think that how, what kind of impact do you think that's going to oh, have? Oh, it's definitely had some, but not not the impact that Congress has made on it. Oh, um, sure. No, I just I wanted to know your yeah. your thoughts on. But remember that if you take it early, you you pay a penalty. You don't get paid as much. And we, to, do you pay the penalty or you don't get paid as much? Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, lots of um possible solutions. I do not think under any way that Social Security beginning in twenty thirty four will reduce benefits by 23%. That would cause a a, uh, yeah. a, a country-wide riot because um, people are so used to it. The most obvious thing would be to increase the taxes. Yeah. That's how Congress fixes everything. Let's just raise the tax rate. Or uh, I know another possible solution that we've heard is, is to raise the minimum age, you know, raise it from 62 to 65 or something it, like that. It would not surprise me if by the time – by 2034, 2035, if the minimum age of retirement is like 68 and the normal Social Security age is like 72 or something like that. Yeah, and the, the, the really frustrating thing is that th- this is a this is a looming problem and, and, has, <laughs> and, has, and, been. and has been a looming problem for, oh, golly, probably five or six years now. I mean, no. it's— like has has it been twenty long, years? Has it been longer than that? Okay, yeah. I guess I became aware of it really five or six years ago. It's been a looming problem for a while, but every time every time anybody brings up the question of all these budget uh, these budget bills and spending bills, what does that do to help Social Security? Nothing. I mean, they they are just it's a looming problem that they're aware of, and yet they continue to ignore it. Well, keep in mind that Social Security was designed for blue collar workers. Um, when you look at how it's funded. If you make in excess of about $70,000 a year, there's very little impact. Well, actually, yeah, that's about it. If you make above $70,000 a year, there's very little impact on your Social Security. So so if you see a cardiologist that makes $5 million a year and you see a, um, a vice president of a local company that makes $100,000 a year, their difference in payout is probably going to be less than a hundred bucks. So it's a diminishing return once you get to a certain level. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't grow well, that much. And, and my point was, the people that make the decisions about these things aren't affected. Of course, they're, of course, they're not. So there's no real reason to fix it because it doesn't bother me any, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Um, one thing people ask us a lot too is, should you take Social Security early? The way the law is set up is that if you take Social Security, you can take it as early as sixty-two. If you take it at 62, you incur a 25% penalty. In other words, your benefit is reduced by 25%. Now, that reduction is permanent. Uh, It doesn't change when you hit 66. It doesn't change. Having said that, if 
you retire at 62. Well, there, there's two things that happen between 62 and 66 or 67. One, there's approximately a, a 5% penalty, roughly, <coughs> for every year you retire early. Number two, if you retire early, you're limited. You're, the money you can earn is limited under the Social Security guidelines uh, before it impacts your Social Security. Now, under 2013, if you retire early, for every $2 you make over $21,340, your Social Security is reduced by $1. And so we tell people all the time, if you retire at 62 and you're not going to work, you're not going to make any money at all, go ahead and take Social Security. Now, there are people out there going, that's a 25% penalty. You'll hear a lot of advisors recommend that people wait till age 70 to take Social Security, which to me is the dumbest thing on the face of the earth. Um, you've got, if statistically, if you take it at 60, if you wait till 66, You've got to live, I think, until you're 79 or 80 years old to get the same benefit if you had taken it early at 62. One thing about Social Security is it stops when you die. <laughs> so, or, or Which means if you die before you ever draw it, yeah. you didn't get any of it. <laughs> and so why in the world do people wait? Uh, and I understand the logic behind it. If you wait um, for every year you take it late, every year you take it beyond 66, it increases by 8%. So, so 32% more. Yeah. So the logic is, well, if I wait till 70, I'm 32% more. Yeah, but you could be dead. Well, and, and, and what, you just also, you gave up eight years of payment. That's, that's what I was going to say. You know, if, if, if we look at just the hard numbers, let's say that at 62, your social security is $2,000 a month. That's $24,000 a year. All right. And you say, I'm going to wait till 70 because my benefit will be $3,000 a month at age 70. Okay. You're going to give up over, uh, almost $200,000 of social to, security. You got to live to like 84 to make that work. Just just to get an extra twelve grand a year, I mean, to me that, that the the math just doesn't make sense there. Now, I get if you don't need the money, that's one thing. But why would you not? I mean, the day you hit sixty six in ten months, you're filing for yours. You're not you're not going to wait for yours because I mean that's your money. Yeah. That, that is, if been, I could take it right now, well, you would. Yeah, right absolutely. Um, but I but I I. I, I mm. <laughs> how many how many ways are there to take social security? There are three hundred and forty two ways to take social security. Really, indeed. Why do they ever? Never mind. It's, federal it's Congress. I was going to say, why do they ever feel the need to make it that complicated? But if, if your financial person tells you to wait till age seventy, uh, I'm not going to say it's always wrong. But I have mathematically, I've never seen the sense behind that. And if people go, well, I don't really need the money. Okay, I understand that, but it's your money. Yeah, I mean, you're you're leaving it on the you're leaving it for Congress to spend. Let's say you. <laughs> let's make it easy. Let's say that your Social Security benefit at sixty six and ten months is a thousand dollars. So between well, let's just say sixty six. So between sixty six and seventy, that's forty eight thousand dollars that you could have gotten. So you wait to age seventy. At age seventy, your new benefit is now thirteen hundred dollars because it increases about thirty two percent, thirteen hundred and twenty dollars. So you've got to live. You got to go another seven years before it breaks even, and that's a. Um, that's kind of a silly example because most people that are going to wait have a benefit that's going to be like $3,000. Uh, and just mathematically, it doesn't work. The other thing to remember is actually, I won't say it doesn't work. It's just dumb because you're giving money away that you could get. Um, the other thing to think about, 
one more comment. People that can afford to wait till age seventy to get their Social Security are good are waiting for a thirty two percent higher payout. Now that's that's impressive. I, I go along with that. But if you can wait that long, you clearly don't need it. Air quoting. And so, what 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 difference the, does the thirty two percent make? I don't get it. Uh, we've seen advisors say, "Oh, go ahead and uh, start taking money out of your IRA because we're going to wait on Social Security." And I'm like, "Okay." Uh, when you die, your IRA's been depleted and Social Security stops. How has that been official for your family? There's been one situation that I've seen since we we since I've been working here, where it made sense for the the individual to hold off on taking their Social Security. Now, in that person's situation, they were um, they had they were they were very wealthy. They had done very well, and their their main concern was taxes and so they they were worried about you know if i take my social security which i already don't i don't i already have more money than i can spend you know that's just going to incur more taxes on me uh, and so that's the only situation I've ever seen. But even then, we told that person, "Look, take the money, but then just do a do a direct charitable do, charitable donation for it." I mean, don't, I mean you know, it, don't, just, it just doesn't make sense to leave it there. If because, the government gives you money, take it. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. this is uh, this is probably a bad way to look at it, but that's money that the government has set aside. If you don't take it, they're going to use it, or somebody else will. So. I'd rather it be even if I don't need it, I'll find some way to spend. I mean, seriously, I will find something to do with it. But I'd rather me have it if it's meant for me than somebody else. And that's probably selfish and greedy and capitalist of me. But that's what I am. Speaking of uh, taxes, is that if you um, if you're a married couple filing jointly and your joint income is above forty four thousand dollars, then eighty five percent of your Social Security will be taxed. Now, not at 85%, but 85% of it will be taxed. Now, again, sometimes people get uh, tangled up with this tax concept. Let's again say that my Social Security is $1,000 a month because it's nice, easy numbers. And I don't want to take it because I'm going to get, I'm like, I got to pay taxes on it. All right. $1,000 a month minus my taxes, let's say, would be a net of $700. Or I'm not going to take it, so I won't pay taxes. Okay, I didn't pay taxes, and I lost $700. Yeah, that's still $700 a month you I didn't have. I'm sorry, but let's not get so focused on taxes we forget the basic math. Yeah, that. okay, yeah, you paid taxes, but that's $700 a month more that you didn't have yesterday. I mean, that that's just that's the way to look at it. Yeah. All right, when you're doing retirement planning, the first thing you should look at is Social Security. And so many times we see people come to our offices and – um, that Social Security has never been never been factored in, mm-hmm. and that's just crazy. I mean, it's money out there; it's waiting for you. And a, lo- and a lot of times, it's a it's a very large portion of somebody's retirement. Could I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. it, it could be a good chunk. I mean, we're talking, you know, a couple thousand dollars worth. It, that it could be the difference between the person retiring and not retiring mm-hmm. if it's not factored in. Um, now, when you we were talking about the three hundred umpteen ways to take Social Security, mm-hmm. um. When you go to file your Social Security, they are not allowed to give you advice. Uh, so they're not going to say, hey, this is the best way for you to do it. Um, you either got to come to somebody like us or you got to figure it out. Uh, speaking of which, if you have questions about this. Oh, what a, what a great segue. I slid right in there. <laughs> if you have questions about this, uh, give us a call at 252-746-6785. That's 252 252- Seven four six six seven eight five. Uh, I will not tell you that we're experts on Social Security, but I will tell you we probably know more than you do. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and leave it at that. Um, the biggest play we see is, or the biggest differences or different ways to take it is if you are married or if you have been married and are divorced or widowed. Um, let's talk about divorce first because that's when it bites people in the butt. If you were married to someone for at least 10 years and or you had children with them, when you retire, you can file your spousal privileges on their Social Security, even if they've remarried. As long as you're not remarried before age, age, 60. age 60. That's yep, yeah. that's, what's gonna, that's where people get bit. And we, we have seen that um, multiple times. So let's say that your Social Security is going to be $1,200 a month. Your ex-husband or ex-wife gets $3,500 a month Social Security. Well, you could file on them as a ex spouse and get seventeen hundred and fifty bucks instead of instead of your twelve hundred. And do they ever um, know it? They never know it. Yep. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect them at all. Unless you remarry prior to age sixty. Once you remarry prior to age sixty, your um uh ex role moves to the new spouse. And so those of you that were married and got divorced never remarried it would be worth your while to check into that because if your spouse ex-spouse rather is pretty successful then your social security payment may be higher it's really funny when we tell people that and they don't know it and and the the look on their face when they realize i can stick it to my ex-spouse one more time or something like that but it's like you're really not but yeah they don't even know you do they're not affected by it they have no clue that you're doing it but you get all the benefit yeah Uh, in the same way the spousal benefit. I mean, the um, spousal benefit. All right, let's let's take my wife and I because we can talk about us without violating confidentiality. Yeah, yeah. HIPAA or whatever it's called. All right, my wife's name is Ginger. Ginger's um, worked outside the home for about seven years, and then we got married, had children, she stayed home. So her Social Security benefit is very small. Your Social Security benefit, by the way, is based on your top thirty years of earnings. So Ginger probably has ten decent years as a school teacher and twenty years of zeros. So her Social Security benefit is like $240 a month. It's almost nothing. So as my spouse, she can take 50% of my benefit as a spousal benefit. Well, my Social Security, is, let's say, is going to be $3,000. Ginger's could be $1,500. And then when I die, she loses her $1,500, but she gets my $3,000. So we're a good example of this. Social Security could pay us $4,500 a month. Um. I mean, and that, and that's a that's a good chunk right there. I mean, yeah. that, that's I mean, that, so that, why, that is not why small would potatoes. We not, why would we not factor that in? Yeah. Um, now, one thing to think about: if you take Social Security early and you get penalized, your spouse has the same penalty. Now, here's where they bite you. Let's say you take Social Security early at age sixty-two, you get a twenty-five percent penalty. Your wife, your spouse, rather, how sexist of me. Your, your spouse waits three years before he or she files their spousal benefit. They still had incurred a twenty five percent penalty. So okay, let, let me let me make sure I understand that. So I take mine at sixty two, okay, and so I have a twenty five percent penalty if, on mine. If they're taking their spousal benefit, not their regular benefit, if yeah. they're they're taking a regular benefit. There's no penalty. Yeah. So I, I take mine at 62. So I, I have a 25% penalty. My wife takes hers when she's 65. Takes, hers her, takes, her, takes her spousal benefit. 25% penalty. She carries that 25. It's not a 10% penalty on the like. 25% penalty. Actually, what happens is 
Is um, there a ten percent penalty on top of yes, that? Yes. So, so she gets. So let's say your benefit is is uh, let's say a thousand dollars for easy math. All right, a thousand dollars. So it's seven hundred and fifty dollars at age sixty two because you get a twenty five percent penalty. So she gets half of that seven fifty minus ten percent plus the ten percent penalty she gets. So a thirty five percent reduction at that exactly. point. Okay. So you got to pay attention to stuff like this. Sorry, I just I wanted to make sure I, that that was a lot of numbers and a lot of percentages. We probably need a whiteboard, by the way, for the retirement thing. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to make sure I understood yeah. that. No, I mean, it's, and and that's, that that's, that's why we say point. talk to people about yeah. this stuff because it is it, it yeah. is a lot to think. It's about. It's got a lot of um, pitfalls, so to speak. But you can also really game the system. Oh, I mean, my there, goodness, there's you can a, game it hard. There's I tell you no what, tomorrow. you had a plan to really really We're tear not the system into that up because and the, the, and the security they, guidelines changed about five years ago and, and totally ruined totally your racked my whole system but uh, anyway <laughs> that's the story for another day <laughs> <laughs> um if you come to the retirement seminar this week or last week you'll hear it but i mean you know but, i mean it was it was the kind of thing where he walked in one day and he, i mean he was spitting mad because we've we've got a, a lawyer that kind of keeps track of the of like tax law and stuff and called us one day and said hey they have they found they found out what you were going to do and what a lot of people were planning on doing and they put a stop to it and you were so mad oh it cost me thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars yeah but anyway yeah anyway but again if you have this is a complicated topic if you have questions about this give us a call at 252-746-6785 again that's 252-746-6785 and we will walk you through the process yeah it's it's pretty impressive you just did a a, a social security presentation in under 30 minutes i mean that's that's pretty that's pretty well i didn't really go into the hardcore details i just i hit the topics what's impressive is the fact that i know this much about it It it's very very impressive and you almost didn't even need notes you really didn't the only thing you need notes on was the history i have notes in front of me now it just it (laughs) kills my whole credibility Uh, I hear the music in my ears, but we've got to get out of here. I appreciate you spending some time with us today, and we hope to visit with you next week. This is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking Taking care care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.